a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello. We're live. I'm live. We're all live. We're Uh all alive, just slowly not so much. (laughs) Some more than others. Yep. I mean, half the time. Just zombie, so. Anyway, uh, hello everybody. Welcome to, is this episode 11 now? Yeah, it is. Episode 11. We're over the hump. (laughs) We got through that drunk. Episode yeah. ten, the tenth anniversary episode. The <laughs> We're like two wikis on uh, a lighthouse, <laughs> just drunk madness occurring everywhere. How long <clears throat> have we been on this podcast? Two weeks, two, two days. Weeks? <laughs> Who knows? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <coughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eleven. Triple M podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm part of it. I'm I'm here with half of half of the show. Uh, yep. Metal the Ginger room. over here. Six 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 sloth over there. Or over there. Or over here. You're not over here. You're over there. I'm over there. I'll take uh, this so, side. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Uh. So here we are. There we are. We're gonna talk about some music. Uh, definitely not as high, high tempo energy as <laughs> the last episode, probably. We're going to be a little reserved until about midway when this beer catches up to me. Yeah. I had to get some caffeine in me a little bit ago. Yeah. Uh, low energy kind of day. Oof, but duh. that doesn't reflect on our, the music choices that I have. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> pretty, pretty high tempo we'll get to mine it's not too high tempo <laughs> okay how many how many bands you got i got three uh Great. none of them are doom but they are what? all they are all ambient witch? is there a witch band in there Nah, uh, i got three atmospheric black wah, metal wah. bands <laughs> nice nice all right going back to our roots yep it's um, starting to be winter so you gotta fit in you know yeah, it was it was actually kind of hazy out here earlier today. There was uh, this kind of rain that, that came in, um, but it was like a light rain, so it really just made it hazy outside. Like, you looked out, and it was like, what is that, smoke? Oh, it's just a little bit of... So it kind of had that gloomy feel, just a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> like a Hawaiian yeah. gloom. <laughs> that Hawaiian gloom feel, it happens occasionally. There's yeah. a metal band name for you. Yeah, Hawaiian gloom. I like it. It'll be uh, some ukulele doom, <laughs> atmospheric ukulele music. Make it happen. Yeah, we'll do it. All right. So, All right you want me to go first? Uh, either one. All right. Paper, I'm scissors, but, you know, I can't some see. Some Rochambeau. <laughs> We're going off the honor system. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I've got uh, Deaf Radio. 
Um, these guys are on Bandcamp, Def Radio. The album is Modern Panic. Um, and they are more kind of, um, their listed tags are hard rock, desert rock, um, indie, some psychedelic rock. They really just have this kind of cool, uh, almost retro vibe to them. Maybe like a, like a mid eighties ish kind of feel. Um, I had to listen to, I started listening to them. Yeah. I I listened to them and I, I ordered their album right away. Um, it's super hooky, uh, lyrically. They've got some really good hooks in it. And then musically, it's just so good. Um, kind of just like that flirts with some metal vibes in there, but, um, it's, I don't know. It's like Queens of the Stone Age, but taken like down tempo just a little bit. It's it's in that that vein, you know, that Queens of the Stone Age. Maybe um, so. What's the other one that they did? Hmm. Like Stone Age. That's good. I yeah. do like some Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, these guys are. I I think that you'll dig them. Um, <clears throat> just super well done, well produced. Uh, vocals in it are wonderful. Uh, they just sound really nice and musically, and yeah, really, really, really good. Worth checking out. Tight, tight, tight. Throw All in right, some, some desert dust in your beer, and you're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that the the Queens of the Stone Age uh, comparison is is pretty fitting. Um, yeah, I think, in. yeah, like I said, just look kind of like, uh, maybe not, I don't want to say taken down a notch because I, I don't want to like diminish yeah. uh, deaf radio, but like it's not cranked up exactly. Um, uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out though. Speaking of desert rock and shit, have you listened to the new desert sessions? I have not. No. Yeah. You'll have to both crack into that one. Yeah. It ain't metal, yeah. but it's pretty good. Like, I've paid attention to the... It's like a Josh Homme side project for years. Right. I think I so. sent that to you. Um, it was yeah, on, like, Consequences of Sound or something. Yeah. I had a, I got a lot of their older back stuff. Like, it's pretty interesting. Like, some of the really, really old stuff you can hear, like, proto versions of Queens of the Stone Age songs. Mm-hmm. So. What's the other one that's like Queens of the Stone Age, or it's got, like, the same members? Oh, um, man. He's got so many side bands. That's true. I mean, one it's of like them the, is uh, Eagles of Death Metal he's part of. I think that might be the one I'm thinking of. Them, yeah. Uh, them Crooked Vultures. That's it. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. They need to come yeah. out with something else. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute for them. Yeah, they've only done the one, but man, it was so good. Yeah, because that was kind of like a super group, right? Yeah, it's them, uh, Josh Homme, Dave Grohl, and... John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. Okay, okay, man. So yeah. Dave Grohl, yeah, he makes his way around. Yeah, he's he's an all right drummer. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> uh, okay, drummer. Okay, guitarist. Decent vocalist. You know, the bass band is pretty, pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, what do you got? Give, give me some of that atmospheric black. Battle blacker black blacky. I got Arcs yeah. Atrata in the album is called Oblivion, and they're tagged as atmospheric slash ambient black metal. Mm-hmm. So this one 
gives you a really good chili vibe. So let's see. Like it made me feel perfect. like I was in the middle of a win- winter storm. <laughs> it's perfect for November in Washington. Yeah, really. Like you look out the window and it's cloudy and funky, and you're like, yep, this is what it mm-hmm. sounds like. <laughs> Is it uh, so? You got the vocals in there, or is it just um, music? Yeah, he's got some vocals. A lot of it's okay. kind of more melodic uh, musicianship on it, but definitely has some BM vocals on it. So this one was released back in 2013. So it's not the newest, but I've just mm. found it. So if I okay. just found it, I don't know if everyone else knows or not. But it's new to you. New to me. They do have a <laughs> newer album out. I have to listen to the new ones still, but pretty good. And the whole yeah. band, like the first two albums, I really liked. Axe Axtrata. Axtrata. And we will toss up some links later. Yep. And you can make your own damn decisions. <laughs> yeah, you just you make, you make your own call. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. For, did you ever watch the football when it's like, you make the call? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the penalty, and it could have been this, and the and I was like, it would break the commercial. But before what do that, you play this. Think? Like, yeah, think. you make the call, and then come back and be like, oh no. They should just get was. rid of all rules in football. Like you know what, first team to cross their threshold wins. Like, <laughs> yeah, no more pads. We'll just give you bets. Yeah, well, I mean, that's my. I I think that uh, they should. Instead of discourage drugs in sports, they should encourage them, oh, like, God. and make baseball actually watchable. Yeah, just like twelve people guys on, like, on each side with roids pumping. Yeah, them. just fucking trying to kill the absolute shit out of the out of the baseball every time they're up, up to bat. <laughs> and then you got like, people out in the uh, you know in the field, the outfield, like on some sort of like psychotropic drug. Psychotropic drugs like <laughs> acid or shrooms that are seen random shit. There's pumping death metal into the stadium the whole time. Uh, that would be right. so much better to watch. You gotta sign a waiver before you take your seats. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it'd be great. I would watch I think baseball. They did that. I think they did that in Mad Max three, the Welcome to the Thunderdome or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> all right well um, we got one atmospheric band out of the way what's yours yeah. so i've got um uh necro panther oh shit necro panther uh the doomed city is their album these guys are pretty fucking killer kind of some black and thrash mm. um they're they've got a real like skeleton witch vibe to them um mm. The vocals are, there's some vocals that are kind of growly, more akin to, like, just death metal. And then they've got some, the other vocals are akin to Skeleton Witch-ish, in that kind of different register. Um, But yeah, it's just fast-paced. No song is longer than four minutes. It's (laughs) just fucking just a super thrashy vibe. Super good. Um, I think this just came out in, uh, September. Mm-hmm. No, actually November 15th. So Friday. Um, oh, wow. yeah, Very definitely worth checking out. They're out of Denver. Um, yeah, I'm digging it. 
I was like, oh, you know, we were talking about how I should probably find some more heavier bands. So, <laughs> uh, Necro Pants, definitely worth it's, fucking checking out. You're like two for two so far. Like, these band names sound like they could have been straight out of the 80s, but in a good yeah. way. <laughs> Necro Panther definitely could have been a fucking 80s band. They thrashing their way up the top 40. <laughs> Necro Panther and Striper. God. <laughs> Whatever happened to Europe? <laughs> uh, they're still making music, actually. Oh They've got like 20 fucking albums out, I'm pretty sure. Jesus. Uh, nothing has ever topped um, the final countdown. But <laughs> Good luck. Actually, buddy. that wasn't even their debut album. They had an album out before Final Countdown, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they just then... really... The stars lined up for that song. <laughs> Yeah, they well that whole album is is actually really fucking good. Uh, there's there's a lot of like really good fucking hits on that album. Um, and it was I think they won Eurovision. Oh, nice! <laughs> and like they came out, I think it was they came out with an album, and then they went on to Eurovision and won Eurovision, and then it was the final countdown after that. <laughs> yeah, I remember the video vaguely. Yeah, um, but man... That, pretty much them on stage. <laughs> yeah. What was it? So they had... What were some tracks on Final Countdown? Um, Aside uh, from the obvious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because there was Carrie. There was Rock the Night. There was <laughs> Final Countdown. Um, there was, what, Cherokee, Love Chaser. Hmm. <clears throat> like, there was a lot of fucking good hits off of that album. Somehow they... They wrote like I mean, just a, a solid "Danger on the Track." That mm, so, mm. that that is such a hooky song. Carry. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you started uh, now. You got to sing the whole thing. Uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I just know "Carry." Carry. Cherokee. Um, on the loose. Yeah, there's so many good fucking songs on that album. So they deserve an, a second listen then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you'll enjoy them. Check and we'll them out. do I a record. Yeah. Europe listening party on the Triple M podcast. <laughs> <on Facebook. laughs> like, I remember having their cassette way back in the fucking, you know, 80s. Man, you're <clears> the <throat> coolest teenager then. I was. I was. Because I would run around yelling, Carrie! Carrie! <laughs> and when I was a, was a wayward youth, I think Van Halen was my shit. <laughs> oh yeah well yeah i mean david lee was... roth style jumping panama <laughs> panama panama can't really knock eddie's playing no i mean no. he was fucking great so good <laughs> as long uh, as you catch him and like get him to take your picture at a concert too you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, hey you hey old man hey okay. boomer hey okay boomer <laughs> I was Get in a band. Pitch. I used to be in a band. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> uh, all right, what do you got? What do you got? What's next? All right, next one is Can Bard, and that's C-A-N-B-A-R-double-D. But oh. the, uh, the album is called Nature Stays Silent. So this one is like atmospheric, epic black metal. Ooh. So the atmosphere on this one is a little less chilly feeling like it doesn't 
sound like you're in the middle of a winter storm, but it's definitely got the uh, sundry feeling epic metal to are you, it. Are you in the middle of a battle in a storm? Man, it feels like it when I listen yeah. to this thing. Like, I uh, like it. Let's see, like some of the names on this album. Like, it has an introduction. And that one makes me feel like I'm sitting at a fire, like sharpening a blade while the drums are pounding, waiting, like getting you jazzed up to go kill some motherfuckers. Okay, okay. Uh, next song is called My Ancestors, and it's got a, uh, underwater and ocean, and it's like it, the whole thing's pretty cool sounding. That's right. the classic BM vocals, but it's kind of teeters between black metal and like almost folky. Okay. And atmospheric, so it kind of blends a bunch of stuff together. It just sounds really cool. I dig that. That sounds cool. Yeah, this one came out in 2018. So a little newer. You have another one called The Last Rain, which I also download, uh, downloaded. Mm-hmm. So that one came out in February, so it's a little newer. Oh, nice. And it's still kind of the epic black metal. Yeah, that one has another song called Fog of War, and there's clouds and feuds, so it's you know it's definitely got a good uh, BM slash folky vibe to them. They're really cool. So if I were you, I'd check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, <laughs> you talking about it on the podcast certainly didn't mean that in the first yeah. place. I mean, but there's going to be a time sense. where I bring up a band where you're like, fuck these guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we do when we talk about Nickelback. Oh yeah, yeah. You hear that new that new Mumford and Sons record really really melted my face. Ooh, that's so (laughs) bulky. Yes. Whoa, little lion man. Oh god. I I think I mentioned on two of them now. The Coldplay has got a new album coming out. So. Oh, good, good, (laughs) wonderful. Reminding. I would. Actually, kind of be kind of funny to see like their take on black metal. <laughs> no. Oh no! What's the shit? Yeah, no, that would be terrible. I'm sure, that would be very, very bad. Well, well <clears throat> maybe I have a bad sense of humor, but can you imagine their fan base? <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> that then I would pay money for that. I'd pay money if like some super poppy, like just shitty band like Coldplay just totally changed gears and went <laughs> like brutal death metal. <laughs> We're going hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, like mid, um mid show, like just play all their old hits and then all right, we're we'll be right back and come out and like face paint and war clothes. <laughs> yeah. And like unironically, like they're like, this is how we're doing things. <laughs> Welcome to the progression. Like, <laughs> We found power chords, and then we started writing songs for them. <laughs> That'd be awesome. My gosh. All right, so... Bring uh, out the goat. The, uh... <laughs> we, we demand a blood sacrifice. What's the goat for? <laughs> uh, the, uh, okay, so last band I've got is called um, The Great Old Ones. <clears throat> of course, a nod I think I've to... Heard of uh, Cthulhu and um, HP Lovecraft. In fact, Ooh. if you spring for their $65 package, Ooh. you get um, a little Cthulhu figurine. Well, shit, that's worth awesome. it. 
Yeah. Uh, so, Cosmicism mm. by the Great Old Ones. Um, they are kind of atmospheric, kind of black, atmospheric black metal. Mm-hmm. Now, where are they out of? They're out of France, so that's wonderful. Uh, they're French? Oh, yes. Well, they have a really, like, the French usually put out some really good fucking black metal. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. Um, a lot of good friends. Blue Asenord was good. I mean, shit. Yeah. And then uh, Alceste is also from France. And I, mm-hmm. I know that you uh, have been reading a lot about them. <laughs> Whether I like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to talk about them. That's why we don't, because... I don't know if that's still them. if that wave is still cresting on the black metal Facebook groups or not, but just watching people either post songs from the album or bitching about people posting songs. From the <laughs> album. Like, we get it, God. Yeah, we get it. Alsace has a new album out. Fine, I got it. But, but um, yeah, so post this instead. These guys are really fucking good. Got um, they start off with some really good just uh, that. M- melodious atmospheric uh music and then it kicks into some some heavier uh black metal good vocals in there definitely worth checking out and of course you know you've got the uh the cosmic horror entities uh Ooh. dwelling in there as well cthulhu the great old ones of course or the hp lovecraft uh old older gods and his stories and everything so definitely worth checking out Cthulhu is pretty metal. Yeah, he is. Super, super metal. He's pretty crazy. Probably kick Godzilla's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I would, again, I would pay to see that. That would be great. Godzilla versus Cthulhu. Uh, Of course, once the movie comes out, I think it's in, what, January? The one with Nicolas Cage? That's, um... Not a Lovecrafty one? Yeah, that space... Space purple, the color of space, something, the color from space. We still got to do Mandy as a movie entry at some point. Yeah, yeah, we should we should definitely talk about Mandy. But yeah, uh, the other one. Here's the beer number two. Beer number two. Nice, nice. Uh, we got one more. You got one more. Yep. Not not beer, but uh, album. Uh, If you want me to shotgun it, I'll do that. I mean, I already opened it though, so it'd be a little messy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, my last one is a little weirder it's called moon and azure shadow album name is uh, age of darkness and frost okay so this one's tagged as atmospheric slash epic but also dungeon synth which is a new one to me <laughs> <laughs> that never... sounds fantastic yeah i've never I'm definitely uh looking to them <laughs> You're sold already. <laughs> yeah, Dungeon Synth. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, so like the last album's probably warmed you up a little. This one freezes you right back over. So <laughs> Nice, nice. Got I like it. Heavy, heavy on the synth, but got a good kind of atmospheric BM atmosphere to it. And mm-hmm. Man, it's fucking Dungeon Synth to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just if you can't have a good ambience and you're making ambient black metal, then what the fuck are you doing? But yeah, he, that sounds like he rocked the shit out of that dungeon synth. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a pretty good one. But 
I didn't really follow that rabbit hole, so I might have to go down there and see what other kind of obscure synth music is out there. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think you're more up on that stuff, so. I mean, I listen to a lot of synth, but it's more it's mainly like um, the retro uh, uh, wave and kind of that kind of synth. So the dungeon synth is new to you too. Uh, that's a new. That's a new category. Yeah. Hey, I'm I've, not familiar with that. I finally got you. Yeah. <laughs> Eleven episodes. Finally, finally got him. All right, we're over. <laughs> that's the end of this podcast. I finally yep. got him. <laughs> we're done. Calling it. Calling it. Can't we may- go any further. Oh yeah! If you if you like atmospheric black metal, I mean, it's got a good vibe. The epicness is there, but also heavy, heavy synth. Nice. And I can um, just see him then... like in a dark room with candles, just pounding a synth board. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they'd have to be like the epic big like yeah. candles. Yeah, those long ones. What are yeah. what are those long candles called? Uh, candles. Tapers. Taper candles. <laughs> Those tall right. ones that your Never mom breaks that. out for Thanksgiving, you know? <laughs> black ones, um, though, because this is black metal. Right. Well, yeah, and the black flames, not yellow. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Also, real Hi. quick, I uh, want to shout out to uh, Eason. Eason? The Eason? Inner Space album. Um, I finally got it. Uh, they only had to send it from fucking Sweden, so it Ooh. went basically halfway around the world. Um, yeah, kind of dinged up halfway. a little bit, but man, uh, definitely worth checking out again. Well worth the wait uh, from Eason Inner Space in the album. So nice. super happy I finally got that in. <clears throat> uh, did I tell you I had to buy another Pyroclasts edition from yeah. Sun O? Right. I think I messaged you about my first two copies. I like I got one to be cool and one to listen to, and they both skyrocketed in value like within a week. So I'm like, well, fuck. Right. So, yeah, because they were like one of what, one of a thousand and one of eight hundred or something. Yeah, like I bought them for like twenty bucks each off Bandcamp, and they like you know they're up near a hundred already, and it's only been like a week or two since it's been out. Yeah. And I'm not like that kind of guy that buys all these editions just to keep and shit. Like I like listening to my records, but I was like, I feel bad opening these. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if the you have the option of getting like a regular album from them and then like special edition, I mean, yeah. get do it, get both. Yeah. So the one and like I can appreciate through the plastic at least because it's got the holographic cover to it. So it's right, pretty cool. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I liked it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to take a break. Um, talk talk about some movies. Yeah, one movie. One movie. That was the worst struggle I had fucking watching, <laughs> but we'll get to it. Wait, you can't get into it. We got we to gotta take a break real quick. I, I said I was going to get into it. I'm just. Oh, sure you did. Preparing the audience for a struggle. Oh, yeah. We have an epic story of epicness yeah I'm out. well i guess i'm not really out 10 bucks they gave me a coupon <laughs> you got a coupon yeah, yeah you're fine i'll go see ford versus ferrari or whatever the fuck else we're gonna watch yes i want to watch that <clears throat> and also Part. doctor yeah probably doctor sleep first because that ain't doing too good yeah i'll probably take that off the shelves here soon it needs the triple m podcast bump 
Exactly. Yeah, we need to get our one or two listeners, we appreciate you, uh, to yeah. go and see Dr. Sleep. Yeah, well, after we say yes. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to give our good review. Because it could be trash, and then be like, nope, sorry. Don't go That's see what, Man, we're never listening to your suggestions ever. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. Beer. See ya. Yep. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org slash auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello? All right. You back? Hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're yeah. back, everybody. Welcome back to second half, episode 11. <laughs> Hello. Hi. All right. So, so tell, tell us about your adventure today. The movie capping off the Terminator trilogy because they're acting like T3 salvation and Genesis didn't happen, and that's fine. Yeah, that everybody should act that way. Yeah, they just didn't happen. I don't yeah. want to argue. It's over. <laughs> yep, they're gone. They're done. So no more of those shits. You went to see it last night, right? Mm-hmm. So you just, you know, went to your theater and had a good old time. I did. Yeah. All right, well, I went to my theater this afternoon, and uh, right after... Oh, spoiler alert, everybody. Oh, jeez. Immediately... After John Connor caught the shit on this one, <coughs> uh huh, the power died in my building. <laughs> <laughs> the entire damn theater went black, and we're like, "What the hell?" And the emergency lights came on, and everything. So we all just sat there for a second, like, "Is this is this like an interactive experience?" Is <laughs> <laughs> the movie over? John Connor dies, That's and there it. is no more future. See ya. <laughs> Now, when we were talking about this movie, um, you were like, oh, there's a twist in the beginning, but you weren't going to get into it. Was that the twist that you were going to talk about? Was John Connor dies? Yep, that's the big... I didn't see that as a big twist, because he was not in any of the previews. Oh, yeah, kind of. I mean, Terminator 1 was heavy on the don't kill Sarah Connor, because she has to have the kid. Right. Terminator 2 was important, because... He is a kid, and don't let him right. get killed. And then five sure. minutes into this movie, like, oh, fucking shotgun, bitch! Yeah. So and then like, he died. Yeah, like, wow. Okay, I guess Terminator 1 and 2 didn't matter. Okay. Uh, yeah, they did, uh, as you find out later on in the movie. Just yeah, it future. didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. Nothing happened that mattered. <laughs> That's what happened. Look, here, here's the thing. Skynet is no a matter. Thing. No matter what you do, the future is always going to happen. It's just a different version of the future. Eh. Kind of like makes you think, though, because the whole no fate aspect of their argument in both of those movies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, apparently fate, it happens, and it's going to ram a big old liquid Terminator knife up your butt. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then anyway, so you, you got a voucher and then you drove yeah. across town 
to a different drive 10 miles away because I didn't want to wait until like four o'clock till the closer one was going to play something, another showing. So I had to drive all the way down to the AMC and see it. Yeah. So that one actually worked out, but I did have an emergency door light that was burned out in the front. So every like 30 seconds, you hear that beep, beep, beep noise. Oh, so Jesus. At least the movie ran. Yeah, oh. well, there's that. I was like, and Dude. so, uh, uh, yeah. what did you think? Because I know that you were very skeptical going into this. As far as the sequels go, it wasn't the worst one I saw, but I still wasn't that impressed. Really? Huh, yeah. Okay. I think it was like, um, personally, that it's nothing against the the whole womanization of it. I think that was actually pretty cool. Because like we said before in T3, the best part of that was Christina Loken's Terminator. Definitely, yeah. And I think the new blood they had in the movie was, they did a good job. But personally, I thought it was kind of unnecessary. Like Terminator 2 wrapped it up so damn well. Right. But we Uh, find out that even when it did, there's a different. Yeah. And like uh, the, what is it, Legion? Right. It's not Skynet, but they didn't right. really explain how it came to be or any of that. Like the first two really kind of like let you know what Skynet was and where it came from. I, d- I just mm-hmm. felt like this one was just shoehorned in. They didn't explain jack shit. Yeah, well, I mean, they kind of did, but it wasn't anything fresh or new. It was a program that was like a war program. It was like war games. And yeah. then it basically got sentient and fucked everybody up yeah it's the same thing as skynet but it's like right. different yeah it's yet, a different name yet somehow it created the same kind of terminators so i don't know yeah I mean, granted you can probably pick apart any movie with plot holes but oh yeah well especially future-ish movies yes yeah. and that um, got me thinking too i think it was terminator 2 or was it terminator 1 where they explained how time travel works and why they had to send him in uh, living flesh is because nothing dead goes through. Now, help uh, me remember, was that in the first one? Did Michael Bean's character explain that, or was that uh, in yeah, the I, second one? I think that was the first one. But oh, then that first. doesn't make because then yeah. it doesn't make sense, because in the second one they send back uh, yeah, a holy metallic guy. It's total liquid metal guy. Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that had to be the first one. So Plot holes aren't anything new, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, there, there were, I did have like one or two issues with it, but I'm going to overlook them, um, <laughs> for, cause it's like, you know, I'm super critical of movies. So if, you know, there, there, there are some like plot holes or some issues that I'll have with it. Sometimes I'll overlook them. And if it's like, or I don't know, glaring. <laughs> yeah. Like just in your face and you're like, bro, uh, that's not possible. You're breaking your own rules and things like that then i'm like no yeah i I can't the dude doesn't abide but (laughs) um yeah i i really enjoyed it i thought the the fucking estrogen power in this movie was really really good i liked the evolution of uh was her danny she you know you kind of see her in the beginning as taking care of her family and everything and then she's like oh fuck everything's going to shit and then you know she kind of becomes empowered makes a choice uh to 
you know, carry out what she, like, just handle business, basically. Yeah. And that one kind of was weird for me because, like, obviously she wasn't from a background where you're heavy on the military training. Like, uh, I can remember seeing Linda Carter's character progress through Terminator 1. Right. Kind of had the same kind of arc. Yeah. As but Danny you, did. But yeah, I think but you also have, yeah, but you also have Sarah as uh, her mentor, whereas yeah. Sarah never really had a mentor. I mean, she had Michael Bain for what two days yeah, just kyle reese yeah and that was it so yeah, but, yeah danny definitely uh like fought a little harder than sarah connor did in the first one hers struggle in t1 was mostly just to get the fuck away from the machine but the danny girl right. actually like picks up a shotgun and is like no fuck you yeah uh and then the what was it airy who is uh, Car- Who hmm? is it? Arnold? The, uh, no, no. The, the chick who got sent back. Oh. Shit, what was her name? Yeah, but, um, her, she was uh, played by Mackenzie Davis. Gracie. Yeah, yeah Grace. Grace. Uh, I thought she was awesome. I thought she was fucking great. I love the interaction, especially early in the movie, between her and Sarah Connor. Where it's <laughs> yeah. like, she, like, right when they meet, basically, and she's like, incapacitated in the bed and then wakes up with a gun in her face and then takes it away like as and then she's just like who the fuck are you oh i'm sarah connor and she's like okay so who the fuck are you like and uh there are so many times where she's like oh if you fucking like you cross this line i'm gonna beat your fucking ass i'm like oh my god that was (laughs) badass that was so cool so like you know, it wasn't automatically like, oh, we're best friends. No. She was like, I don't yeah. fucking trust you. Don't get my fucking way. Yeah. And, you know, Linda Carter played Sarah Connor against, or Linda Hamilton, not fucking yeah. Wonder Woman. Right. No. <laughs> Wrong with Linda. <laughs> but she did a good job. She's definitely the grizzled Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor yeah. we're used to. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about this, uh, the wife and I, when, um, we were talking about so one of one of the the things that we had issues with was she's like explaining herself she's like oh I kill terminators and I drink to blackout she didn't have a drink the entire movie yeah <laughs> was that because the terminator was after her, so it's game time or like May- maybe um yeah. but should have had at least that- one scene where she's like all right I'm gonna go get fucked up <laughs> yeah I, I apparently you have fucking alcohol issues and she. You know, or she should have been in a mood like the entire time because yeah. she's not. Um, that, yeah, that did seem kind of out of character because uh, her whole shtick in the first two movies, well, the second movie more than the first movie, but she was all super focused on her goal and knew what she had to do. So I don't think right. she would have took the opportunity to get plowed drunk all the time, but I don't know. Right. Yeah, but um, I re- yeah, her, her role in the movie was good. Really, I enjoyed yeah. it. So she had a a text met like she get text messages coordinates from a mystery source, but every time she went to the coordinates, she'd find another Terminator and fuck him up because she's like a little bitter after seeing John Connor die. Right, right. So that's so, part of the movie yeah. that's what ties her and Grace together a little more is because Grace finds out where the texts are coming from because she's got the enhancements, so she's able right. to scan into things. She's doing future shit, which I appreciated. That was pretty that funny. Was, that was pretty, pretty great. 
What are you doing, future shit? <laughs> future shit. Uh, <laughs> and that's one of the things that I liked about this movie, um, compared to the, especially the other shitty ones, and then some of T2 as well. There wasn't a whole lot of cheese in this. Hmm. You know, uh, they didn't have to exactly rely on Arnold's one-liners that, of course, are cheesy. Yeah, um, man. I love those. They, <laughs> I mean, I do too, but, you know, there's a time and a place, I think, and sometimes you don't need them throughout the entire movie. They had moments in this one. Yeah, they, there were a few, but then and there were, like, subtle nods to the previous stuff, but it wasn't, yeah, like, just saturated. Yeah, like Linda Hamilton had her I'll be back thing after she blew up one half of the Terminator and went for yeah. the other. Then yeah. like Arnold kind of inverted it on his when he when they met him and he's like, I won't be back. Yep. Or when he picked then, up um, the uh, sunglasses and you're like, oh, exactly. shit, here it comes. He's like, nah, never mind. Yeah, he's like, nah, <laughs> I'm done with that. Those are from the 1980s, <laughs> 40 years ago. I don't need these. That's uh, another thing I was wondering about because, like, they did this in Genesis and this one where they, like, validated his oldness. Yeah. So the skin on a Terminator is living, but does he, like, eat or anything to keep up the skin's health or anything? Because you think, like, it's just a machine. Eventually, the skin's going to die and fall off. I mean, maybe. Um, but maybe there's a way that the machine and the power source um, provides some sort of energy or something that, to the skin. That could be. But I was wondering, too, because like in T1, when um, they kind of brushed on it, and that was more towards the horror end of it, when you got all those wounds. Mm-hmm. You're sitting in the room scanning the phone book or whatever, the address book, and you hear the janitor out in the hall like, what's in there, a dead cat? And he's like, fuck off, asshole. <laughs> So, like, clearly yeah. this endoskeleton with the living flesh, like, it's got mauled bits and that's reeking because he's basically just has this dead skin on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe it just takes him uh, longer to heal. Maybe he's got, like, a healing factor involved. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, I think in T2, when they pulled out the slugs from his back, he said it would heal, but, it, like, at a normal pace. Yeah. So I suppose if you have like half your fucking head grafted off, it's probably not going to come back. (laughs) Okay. So one of the cheesy parts when they uh, they're over at the fucking dam near the end, and all shows up, and he's like, "Oh, you look like shit." And she's like, "At least I have my whole face, something like that. At least I didn't lose half my face." (laughs) Touche. Oh, that was that was like yeah, just the interaction between her and. Everybody else, yeah, she's fantastic. A definite smartass. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then um, you know we talked about Terminator Two and how the Terminator was a cop, yeah. and it was because of George Cam- or uh, Cameron John Jim James Jim Cameron James, James. Cameron. <laughs> I call him Jim Jimbo <laughs> Jimbo Cammy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, he was saying about how um, basically, like, police were villains. Um, and, and, yeah, and in this uh, movie, the Terminator <laughs> he, was, he was a lot of all these things. <laughs> he was a lot of all of the things. But uh, for a majority of it, he was a border agent. Yeah. Which I thought was fantastic because they're yeah. terrible. Yeah. He showed up and he was a uh, 
Danny's dad for a little. So yeah. he was just running around in a like regular dude clothes, like a flannel and jeans. Yeah. Then he was uh, an ice ice agent, and then he was a fucking drone pilot. Like you're just you're just hitting them all. Yep, just hitting <laughs> all of the all of the things. Um, and what I thought was one of the things I thought was another one of the plot holes. That I was like, wait, why? But okay, was so they're in the detainment center um, mm-hmm. after they got captured, and the Terminator shows up, and everybody gets broken out, and they're all running around. And he's, like, running through people, and he's killing a few people. But then all the other border agents start attacking him, which I thought was kind of weird. Maybe, I don't know if they saw him, like, attacking everybody else, and they're like, oh, fuck that, we gotta get him. I was thinking about that while it was happening, too. Yeah, they didn't do anything going after any of the other, you know, immigrants who were there. They went after this guy. Um. The way I thought of it when, like, I, it occurred to me, too, but, like, he has, like, two big metal blade arms. But were I in that situation, you'd probably interpret that as there's some crazed guy with fucking samurai swords going to town on people. Maybe. So but, he probably, again, they probably didn't think much of it at first until he's, like, he cut down a couple border guards. And then they were probably like, this guy's off his fucking nut because he's not just killing people we don't care about. He's killing us. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I don't, that that might be. It was just kind of a weird, a weird moment. <clears throat> but yeah, um, after the first like three or four guys, I would have been nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, where well, I'm not going after that. Instead, like they fucking try to dogpile them, and yeah, and they all get. He went porcupine on them. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Shink, 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 shink. Um, but yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. I thought the action was was great there were a few moments when like shit would happen i'm like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> um one of uh <laughs> and this is just me being me but what it's like i wanted a big i wanted to do a poster meme and i was like uh watching terminator dark fate the most unbelievable part of the whole movie as they show up to an air force base hop on a c5 yeah, and it right. doesn't have any fucking issues and takes off <laughs> yeah god yeah that drove me nuts like they had that uh, major guy sneaking out the device that was going to kill the Terminator. Right. Which yeah. They introduce this major plot point, and then in five seconds later, they find out it got shot and they can't use it. Yep, it's gone. And then, like, oh, so, there you go. So for for listeners who who aren't military, so the C five aircraft is what they jumped onto it and flew out of. Uh, where are they, Travis or someplace? Mm, yeah. Um. The C5 is notorious for fucking breaking all of the time. Like, every time it lands, there's something broken. Gotta get it fixed before it can fly again. Yep. So, for it, for them to just be like, oh, look, a C5, let's get on it, and it'll be airworthy right away. <laughs> yeah, like, even any other airplane, like, how do you know it's been gassed up? How do you know it's ready to fly? Like, you could right. have jumped on a yeah. broke dick airplane. <clears throat> well, it did look like they were they were loading it up with something, and of course, I liked how there was like one guy walking yeah. with boxes in his hand. Yeah. There's like a handful of airmen out there just loading this thing, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, they fly in with a fucking van that just says Carl's Draperies on it." <laughs> and all it took to make them all go, "Oh, okay," was a major to be like, "Oh, stand down here with yeah. me." Like any sane flight line individual would be like, 
uh fuck you <laughs> yeah like um where's your line badge bro like i don't know you i don't know them like you're not taking this yeah. because i'm gonna be freaking burned <laughs> and uh it just uh, it bothered me on a technical level just because i'm more familiar with airplanes but they took off with the fucking door open oh yeah yeah they, like, they no. took out <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a few times a few things in that that you're like uh but again yeah. Yeah, you know the regular the regular Joe Schmo is not gonna know that. Yeah. They'll be like, "Ooh, go take off. It's fine." Unless you're like an airplane geek, you would look at that whole scene and go, "What the fuck, bro?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they had like the escort too. Yeah, like you just Which took was... a C five and they're just like hanging out by the side, like, "Oh, see where this guy's going." <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh, no worries, guy. We got you." But like, also that... from what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the one major that came in and out of the movie. With no fucking and reason or explanation, like yeah, he said it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then of course they were absolutely no fucking use because no uh, a, a C one or a KC one thirty five shows up and just uh, KC takes him out, or the KC ten just yeah. shows up and takes him out. <laughs> it was awesome too. You're uh, early, yeah. and then he like belly <laughs> slaps the one guy. What happened to the other one? I, I was thinking about that. He just saw that shit and like I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he's like fuck this. I'm in an F twenty two. I can't handle this. I'm out. Yeah, I think I think so. I'm not sure if uh, that got addressed. Because you definitely saw him fly that uh, KC ten. <clears throat> he just like belly to the top yeah. of this fighter jet, just slapped it. Yep, just crushed it basically. Yeah, and then and they pulled up on the C five, and the guy drove the KC ten right into the side of the C five, and that whole three, sequence yeah. in the aircraft was pretty fucking. Like yeah, the, it looked really cool, but honestly, yeah. it would have blew fucking up. Like, everything would have blown up. Oh, yeah. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I don't, the structural integrity of that aircraft would have been fucking destroyed. But, yeah. but it was a pretty cool sequence. Yeah, it looked cool. <laughs> <clears throat> and then, um, so we'll get to the end. Um, Terminator guy gets his ass handed to him by a combination of everybody. Yeah, yeah that was very narrow ass handing. <laughs> yeah, so... That one of the things I had an issue with was they're like, oh, he's never going to stop. But the liquid part of him apparently was destroyed. Yeah, I don't and get that. The skeleton frame was still pursuing them, but he looked real fucked up. Like, yeah. he, he didn't look like he was going to last another, like, beat down from anybody. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, well, we've got to kill... Uh, main character girl and use a part from her to blow this thing up. And yeah. I was like, but did you need to? Yeah, I don't okay. think that was necessary. Uh, yeah, that Terminator guy looks like he's pretty well fucked up. Yeah. I mean, it did make for a neato last scene where uh, Danny was the last one to fight him. Yeah. But he was I mean, also like half melted and could barely yeah. function anymore because they threw him in a fucking generator. Yeah, yeah. But uh, also, like, he went through a few explosions beforehand, so what was so special about that one that it actually wrecked his liquid Terminator half? I don't know. They didn't, I don't right. get it. Yeah, they like, didn't. He, they didn't he, yeah, he came out of the him. rubble. He walked out of the rubble with, like, parts of him melting off. I'm like, he already been exploded. Like, what was so different about this one? <laughs> right, yeah. It, uh, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um Kind of Arnold a weird. Got fucked up though. I can tell. Yeah, you. Arnold, yeah. There's no more Arnold unless another one comes back. But, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if they're so, going to do a second after this one bombed. Though. Yeah, I th- man, it's going to suck because I, I think that if this was in place of T3, what, what we're going to say it is, I think yeah. that they would actually carry on pretty decently. Yeah, um, they could have done something, but... Yeah. I think it's just the last three were not that impressive, and I don't think there was a big pull to have another one, especially so right. quick after Genesis. Yeah. I yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I liked it. If Genesis didn't happen, it probably would have done better. Probably. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, thanks a lot, I, Jai Courtney. Yeah, fuck it. I don't know. I gave it like a. I gave it like a seven out of ten. I thought it was a solid one. It, it there's some issues with it, but there's man, it's so hard to fucking find a, uh, especially a time travel movie that doesn't yeah, have issues. There's always issues. I mean, that'll give nerds like miles of stuff to work with until the next time travel movie. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what else? What else we got? Oh yeah. Um. Or did you, did you want? To, you got anything else for that one? Um. I mean, I don't think I'll throw a rating at it just so I don't want to mean. <laughs> You're like four out of ten. Nah, not that low. Two out of seven. <laughs> Are we going to reduce this down? <laughs> One half. There. That's <laughs> <all>. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably uh, give it a five or a six, but yeah, that said, mean, I think Genesis was probably a solid two. Yeah, because... Um, what shouldn't be trash is Nicolas Cage being cast to play oh, Nicolas God. Cage in a movie where he plays Nicolas Cage. This sounds like the Nicolas Cageiest <laughs> movie ever. <laughs> I am looking forward to that movie. I, it sounds amazing. I'm going opening night. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, what? What is it called? It's like. I missed the name of it. I just saw Nick Cage playing Nick Cage in a Nick Cage movie. I was like, fuck, I'm there. <laughs> oh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> oh, my God. That's even better. <laughs> That's so amazing. I hope that he has, like, just many fucking, like, Nicolas Cage freakout mo- moments. Just like, <laughs> ah, 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 the bees, oh, the bees, ah, the bees. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I think uh, Nick Cage is kind of transcended. Like, he had a lot of shitty movies, but I think people just appreciate him for being the wild man he is. Yeah, and, you know, he's doing a lot of, like, you know, B-movie work. Um, kind of like, you know, just under the ma- the main radar. Yeah. But, uh, I've got... like Mandy has proven, like, it doesn't need to be an A-level blockbuster to be freaking kick-ass. Oh, my God. Yeah, Mandy's fantastic. Yeah. Everybody watch Mandy. Nobody could have done Mandy other than Nick Cage. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I couldn't think of anybody else unless it'd be like a real fucked up Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> I don't think Keanu but, Reeves could emote the way Nick Cage. Yeah, I, I don't know if he could have pulled deep down for the, some darkness to do that. <laughs> I mean, man. <laughs> Bill and Ted's not so excellent adventure. <laughs> God, it's so good though. This one kind of sucks, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. Real evil, bro. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So what are we? Uh, what are we covering next week? Uh, I do have a see. concert Saturday night, so I'm gonna have to update y'all on that too. 
Oh yeah. What? Well, what? Well, you got? Well, who is it? That's the Year of the Cobra. Year of the Cobra and Witch Ripper, yes. and the yeah, rest yeah, of them yes. are news to me. Perfect. Yeah, that should be a fucking good show. Yeah. And if it isn't, I'll still say something about it. So my yeah. best. fifteen bucks back. Goddamn it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We we probably we could discuss offline, but um. Um, if we're gonna go see a movie, we probably should do Doctor Sleep. And if you want to discuss a movie, we can watch from home. I just watched Dead Man again, so that one's great. Uh, it's been a minute since I've seen Dead Man. I'd have to watch it again, yeah. probably for better appreciation. Um, I mean, we could talk about Mandy since we're talking about talking mm. about Mandy. Yeah, we should do Mandy. Okay, all right, we'll I'll talk about Mandy. All right, Mandy yeah. it is, and we'll. I mean, I'll probably go see Doctor Sleep just so I can discuss it right. in a further episode. Yeah, I want to watch it. All uh, right. Yeah, that's about all I got. Mandy. Mandy, man. Mandy, isn't that a Barry Manilow song? Um, <laughs> sure. I, don't, I have no. You're not up on your Barry Manilows? I am not. Does he sing? Um... Yeah, nothing. <sighs> nothing. We... Ro- Remotely metal. Caroline. Who the fuck did that? That was Neil Diamond. Neil Neil Diamond. Diamond. The wife helped me out. Yeah. Neil Diamond. That's her wheelhouse. The greatest singer songwriter of our generation. Well, Barry Manilow sang the songs that make the whole world sing. Oh. I did not know that. (laughs) I only knew that because I had a mother that would. Make me listen to Barry Manilow and Celine Dion on car rides. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That sounds horrible. Yeah, that's why I would walk two miles to school in high school. Like, I'm going to get my ass kicked if I keep going with you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Backstreet Boys coming out of your car, Irish? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, yeah. So, you got anything else? We got nothing. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about um more music next episode. Yep, and Mandy, and Mandy. Put your tiger oh. t-shirts on and your best underpants. Yep, your best whitey tighties. <laughs> We're getting weird. This is gonna get some crazy evil in here. Chainsaw dueling. All right. Uh, so until next time, we'll you we'll see you later. Stay metal. Stay metal. Goodbye. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to sixty days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at penfed.org/autorefi or call one eight hundred two four seven five six two six to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.